Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 204. Damn. And it is the last chapter, final chapter, in our month of zombie films. So, beginning with the month, we chose a starter one, one that kind of deviates from the original zombie films, but, and then we went with a newer one uh, that's really, really good, and then we checked out a, an interesting version of Romeo and Juliet starring zombies and stuff like that, <laughs> and so we're finishing the month with a prequel to probably one of the coolest series about zombies that we have ever seen. Yeah, checked out in a very long time. Uh, we are checking out Soul Station. So that's the prequel to Train to Busan. Yes, sir. And it's awesome because the director, uh, I'm going to destroy this, sorry, uh, Yan Sang-ho, uh, his beginning first couple of movies were animated. So Train to Busan was actually the thing that broke the mold <laughs> that it was this first like live action film which is insane to me because it's a fucking masterpiece yes um i i know one thing like when you have to work on an animated film it's a whole lot more of just like okay every step we got to figure it out and actually when people storyboard they draw the pictures and so go figure you don't have to have work with real people just draw it you just keep drawing so Soul Station, it actually came out a month after Train to Busan, but is actually a day before the movie starts. And so it just shows this virus is ridiculous. And I'm, if I remember correctly, in Train to Busan, they don't fully explain where it came from, but just the main character, his company was probably involved with the situation. And uh, it's really cool. This virus is ridiculous. It it's like instant. It's like twenty eight days later, kind of fast. Like you know, Mad Eye Moody got a drop of blood in his eye, and he was instantly changing and ready to fight his family. Um, yeah. But in this one, it's like a bite. It depends on how bad the bite is or wound that the the zombies give you. But you turn, and they you're very attentive to other people in the world if they don't look like you then they gotta get bit <laughs> uh it's the damnedest thing it's, it's very much like wait why aren't you all weird like me i'm gonna bite you just to be sure <laughs> um they don't show off the weaknesses like in the first in the original movie with the whole light and stuff but if you get out of sight of them they just kind of stop <clears throat> they're just like oh you're gone okay i'm gonna walk i guess uh, but no, this movie's it's really good. It's it's another step into that world. And usually when we check out a good movie, that's kind of what we want. Just like with the collector and the collection, and we want more because we just want to see more shit in that world. So uh Katie, what did you think about Soul Station? I really liked it. Um, I kind of wish there was a little bit more explanation about the very beginnings. Because this one starts with a guy who's been bitten, but we don't know what bit him. 
And I think that would have been cool to see. Like there's still an opportunity for an additional prequel or like a short explaining why that the very first guy got bit or what bit him. Um, But I liked it. Uh, It's definitely a terrifying look at how quickly a disease will spread in a large city. Just yeah. it went from one to a hundred to a thousand to a million in like ten minutes. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> Emma, this movie was amazing. Um, I really liked the animation style. It was kind of like Archer meets anime, and I I appreciated that it brought something different to the animation for me. Um. This movie was rated PG-13, and in no way, shape, or form is this movie (laughs) PG-13. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It was terrifying, just unnerving and uncomfortable for two-thirds of that movie. So I I loved it. Micah? So continuing our long, drawn-out TED Talk on why things should be made into series instead of movies here's another example holy crap um this movie is right in my freaking wheelhouse my goodness it is so dark and i absolutely love the fact that it wasn't just humans against the zombies it was humans against the military against the police against each other against their own real life situations that are happening at the same time because the the thing i appreciated was the zombie outbreak happened so fast that everybody was still dealing with their regular shit that they were dealing with and they didn't have time to separate the two and so they overlapped hard in this movie like hard overlapping and um this is probably one of the darkest movies i've seen in a really long time and i you know i i appreciate that because it just it makes it more real that way i i guess (laughs) um it was it was good the the acting in it was incredible uh the animation left a lot to be desired but that wasn't the point uh like it definitely felt like an early 90s late 80s animation style but that really wasn't the point the point was to show off the actors abilities and the the and the storytellers like a hell of a story to happen in such a small time that that just everything in that movie escalated unbelievably fast it was really hard to keep keep track of everything as it was happening because it was just going so damn fast so i would love to see more more more, yeah (laughs) more train to busan stuff in this universe i think they went i i okay i loved the idea of penezuela Peninsula for those of you who haven't who or hopefully have seen it and listened to this episode I loved the idea of going back into you know a cordoned off section where they're treasure hunting because you know modern day treasure hunting that's that just is exciting you know (laughs) so it had a good idea but once again the animation left a lot to be desired it was way too over the top 
So I think it would be cool to have more. If if we're going to do movies, I think we need to have more instances of different outbreaks all across Korea or Busan or wherever they decide to centralize this. Like, I don't think it has to be a long drawn out thing like like The Walking Dead. I don't need years after the outbreak. I want to see different parts and different people dealing with it in different ways you know, all dealing with the same thing. And I think that's a great way to do a movie series instead of making an, an, an anthology, just have it perspective based. And that gives you a lot of uh, ammo and ideas to keep pumping these things out because uh, we're here for it. <laughs> more, 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 more. Give me, give me, give me, give me more. <laughs> so with some of the best zombie films... <laughs> I always bring it up that the the worst villain in a zombie film are the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, sure, th- if you get bit, your life's over. But there's in this movie, there's another overarching bad thing just there. It it's it's so good, and like no one trusts anybody. They're like, oh, it's like a riot happening. You stay out there, and like, no man, they're gonna fucking bite us. Like, let us in. Like, nah, we don't trust you. Stay over there. And it's it, it's just ridiculous what the, the these people are trying to survive and they're just blocked off and they're like I don't want to die and they're trying their best to survive and it's that kind of depressing thing. The speed of this infection just plays into the whole oh this isn't that bad of a of a moment and then a hundred more zombies pop up in five minutes. You're like ah it's not that bad. 500 more and you're like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just get swarmed over it and so it, it it it's bad man this infection is probably one of the coolest and worst instances of zombies i can think of besides return of living dead because they don't die but these are probably the worst because it's so fast and in the right situation it will just the, the number will just balloon before anyone really understands they need to get out of there. And then at that point, you're just in the way of the zombies <laughs> getting bit. Uh, it, it's great. The story was amazing. Um, it, just like Micah said, it's, it's cool to see people dealing with shit. Um, there's a couple of horror movies where it's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. That thing is like coming out of pictures to try to kill me. But uh, you know, I'm dealing with my child and these issues and stuff like the Babadook. Sure, that Babadook was there, but it's the mom and the son trying to really work out their shit because they don't really like each other. It, mm-hmm. it, I thought it was really cool when you can add that to it. It, it gives it a level of just like hmm, credibility, I guess, it, a realistic, yeah. you know, like I feel like, yes, these people are real, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the main female in this because there are three characters that are kind of the main characters because the story is just all around them but the the main actress she has a day she has a fucking day (laughs) yeah she does after having a fucking life because all the dudes in her life are fucking garbage (laughs) yeah she's dealing with that and zombies and not having shoes i mean she was running some in some fucking heels for a while. Good <laughs> yeah, too. the streets of Korea are very clean and friendly to your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's not surprising. But yeah, no, it was it was great. I love movies that I don't know give 
life to characters. There's tons of horror movies I've seen that people just like, what's in that room? Oh no. I'm like, okay, he died. But the main character or the actress, uh, High Sun, I believe it's High Sun. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, she felt real. And there's probably people out in this world with the same situations as her, guaranteed. So she felt very real. I wouldn't be surprised if the director probably not know anybody, but had an example to base it off of. Because his first animated movie is about his life in school. And it looks like it's he went through some stuff. So I could easily see her. Actually, probably everybody in this movie, he probably has some example or idea in his head from something in his life. So, um, yeah, this movie's great. It's really good. (laughs) I want more. Yeah. I mean, I will. I, one thing without trying to get too much into the, I mean, because I know we're going to go over the plot and everything yeah. in the movie, but uh, I did like that she was doing what she needed to to survive and was still like, she still knew who she was yeah. and, you know, shitty things like her boyfriend, you know, t- taking pictures of her and posting it online without her permission. She's like, yo, that's my, I make those decisions. Not you. You don't get to do that with my life. That's my choice, not yours. And it's really fucked up of you to do something like that. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you were a whore, man. Yeah. And you know, it just, there's so many extra layers to this movie. It's like, whoa, I'm watching real life at the same time as dealing with zombies all this overlapping craziness that's just like man what <laughs> yeah it's it's a wild one it's good it's it's good you know um but no if i mean obviously it's a zombie story but yeah it's it's one lady uh dealing with zombies um in soul and her father and her boyfriend and their adventures to try to find her. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll get through the story and talk about it. Yeah, it moves quick. It's an animated 90-minute film. But it just, the story is so good, it just moved. I think, Michael, you said that. It just, it just moved really quick because I was invested in it. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's really good. So, the... Um, it starts out with a homeless man, like we were talking about before. He's walking around Soul Station. He's he's stinky. He's been through some stuff, and he's got a bite on his neck. And so for us, it's like, oh, shit. You know, here we go. But at that point, everybody at the, the station, they're like, oh, it's just a homeless dude. A couple of guys actually want to help him. What a homeless. <laughs> uh, a couple of guys are like, oh, man, that dude's in trouble. Let's go you know, talk to him. He's like, oh, he stinks. He's homeless. I'm like, it's all right. He just probably got in a fight or something. <clears throat> so the homeless guy, he sits down just in a corner and then he lays down after a while. And a fellow homeless guy, he calls him his brother. I don't actually think they're brothers, but probably brothers and struggle. <laughs> My bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he sees that he's, he's, he's fucked up and he's like, oh, God, I got to get help. And it, it's, it's depressing because he goes to multiple people for help and they're like i guess we'll help and then they chase him off and he finally gets some what vitamin d and some water some medicine and he comes back to the homeless guy and he's dead and he's like no my my brother's dead so he goes to the police station and he's like hey you know 
you know, my, my brother's dead. Like, I need some help. And they get there, and the man is gone. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's about to pop off. So uh, we'll go back to him real quick. But, yeah, the it's happening. It's happening now. So, uh, hey, son, she is living with her boyfriend, uh, Ki Wong. I'm just probably going to say girlfriend, boyfriend, and dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the boyfriend wants to keep pimping out his girlfriend because that was her thing back in the day. She worked in a brothel and got out. So and he doesn't want to actually get a fucking job. Yeah, he wants to be in yeah. the internet cafe playing games and doing stuff. So it's up to her to make money. And I mean, you were a prostitute. Just keep doing that. It's easy for you. Like, you know. Uh, they have a fight because she's she's being just really mean about it. You know, she doesn't want to put in her effort to it. And so they break up I'm like, good God, man. And at this point, they split off. And just like Resident Evil 2, they have their own split adventures involving zombies. So um, the girlfriend, she escapes and does a lot of running with some homeless people. Uh, in the station and she's like standing there and she's like what is that sound and it's people screaming and then she sees this mob of homeless people like yo just run get the fuck out of here and she starts <laughs> running with them she doesn't ask what what's happening well she sees a guy get bit but she's like oh shit and she's running and they run pretty far and she finally falls downstairs in her heels she ran a really far distance in those heels i thought she was gonna make it the whole movie in them i'm like bravo to you ma'am but right now she's barefoot running and these zombies it's trained to busan zombies they for real dive just man yeet come the teeth they don't really care about their bodies they just really want to bite you and they're running full speed and they run into a police station and they they're talking to the cops and they're in the cops are like what why are you y'all yelling and why do you stink why are you barefoot and they're like there's crazy people out there like lock the door we need to need to get out of here and it's like okay okay zombies come to the door they're like what's wrong with those people they're crazy and they break the door down and then the zombies bite the cops one cop gets away he does get bit but he gets into the cell with two other homeless people and the girlfriend and so they're like well we're kind of stuck like chuck in here um and then the cops starting to starting to change and he's starting to freak out about things Mm -hmm. uh while that's happening the boyfriend he meets up with the girlfriend's dad he popped up in the town he's looking for her and he's like oh well like a lot of weird stuff starting to happen well the dad found her via a an internet ad the one with the pictures (laughs) oh lordy 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 yeah so he is dense dead set on finding his daughter and so he interrogates the boyfriend and they go off and actually get to the girlfriend's house and then they find the landlady the landlady that's been like hey you owe me money for rent and they're like hey miss landlady why are you biting that man in the throat here we go (laughs) the landlady chases them down and they run into the apartment and they use the the top of a toilet like a What's that? The, the lid. The lid. Is this called a lid? Okay. Because I assume the part that you lift up to pee and poop is the lid. But that's also a lid. There's two lids. That's stupid. But um, they use the heavy lid, and he's the dad smashes the landlady's head in. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh no, the person she was biting gets up, and now he's ready to fight. They climb to the rooftop, and then they 
start to scoot off and dad is still dead set on finding his daughter. What a good dad. You know, he really wants to get to his daughter. You know, I'm proud of him. So <laughs> they find a car and they drive off and they are really looking for his daughter. So at the police station, the cop, he he calls for backup and then he like dies from the infection. And then he yeah. pops up and he bites uh, one of the homeless people in the cell. So while it's happening, they kind of get the gun from him. Uh, the one homeless guy and then hooray help is here it's a SWAT team they got little shields and a little little sticks they're just kind of bonking them on the head because that stops zombies <laughs> uh, all the zombies turn because they're like hey look at those guys with the sticks and the the girlfriend and the old guy uh they hop out of the cell and then they get into an ambulance because you know they want to get the hell out of here uh, the ambulance crew, they don't understand what's happening. They just think it's like a, <clears throat> maybe like a riot or, you know, crazy people, you know, that type of situation. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we'll take you to the hospital. There's been a lot of like wounds and bites happening there. And old man, the smart old man's like, no, I don't want to go there. Like, no, they're going to turn into these crazy people. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? And he starts grabbing at the wheel. He's like, no, don't take me there, please. And then they crashed the ambulance. So, I mean, it makes, <laughs> I don't want to go there. I'm like, no, let me out, damn it. <laughs> so the girlfriend and the old man, they hop into the subway tunnels. And they uh, see light at one of the stops. And they're like, cool, we can, you know, there's people here. There's people there, but there's zombies. And they're like, well, the old man's like, we got to keep going. We're not, we're not far enough. He understands that everything's falling apart. So... Um, he was a soldier, so he understands like when shit gets real, how far you got to get away from it. Yeah. Oh man, what a good guy. So uh, outside of a station, the boyfriend calls the girlfriend, and unfortunately, they're talk because they can't whisper; they have to yell and stuff because you know they're distraught about life. Uh, oh no, infected! <laughs> they chase him down. They meet up uh, with real people outside of a barricade and they're fighting off the infected so they climb in there with them and hooray they're, they're saved unfortunately they are now in this kind of quarantine by the riot police and the police think that this is like some type of super duper riot some insurrection that they think the people are trying to like take over and they don't understand that no half the people over there or full of blood and biting and stuff. And so they're like, no, we, we got this under control. Um, the dad and the boyfriend, they're on the other side, the safer side, the 5% safer side. And they're talking to the, the, the riot police chief. And he's like, no, I got to get over there. My daughter's over there. You know, his girlfriend's over there. They're like, no, we're not opening this up, man. This shit's crazy. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the people that are holding off the zombies, there's this wall, and they're at the top of the wall just swinging at zombies, keep, keeping them away. It it sucks the cops can't see that side of it, because they'd have been like, oh, shit, come over here, y'all. What's wrong with those people? But that's that's how it works, you know? <laughs> people think they have all the answers, but then they're like, oh, if you just kind of looked a little further, you <laughs> know the real story. But I guess from he- this point of view, you have all the answers, but ah, what do I know about society? Um unfortunately that wall is it's it's going down man because it takes one person getting bit and then it's done and that's what happens one of the friends he gets bit and he's like 
oh no, you're going to turn into one of those things. He's like, no, it wasn't that bad of a bite. I'm good, man. I feel all right. And he's on the wall swinging. And then at some point, nom nom, he bites another friend. And I'm like, oh, it's falling apart. But that's what happens. Uh, the old man, he tries to explain the situation to the officials about this virus coming into town. And unfortunately, he gets killed by gunfire because they, they, they think this is a whole situation and he might be the leader of this crazy thing. So unfortunately that causes a panic in the crowd and the infected charge in and they just overrun the barricade. So the girlfriend, she's able to get away and she's actually climbing on this, uh, what, what, like rope, not rope, but like electrical wire. Yeah. Like a telephone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's climbing on that and the zombies are grabbing at her feet and stuff. And one of the guys, the good guy that like was in charge of the barricade, he comes out to actually help her out. And then he gets snatched down and eaten. I was like, oh no, good guy. So the girlfriend, she makes it into this empty showroom, like home. And she calls the boyfriend and the dad. And the boyfriend's like, hey, your dad's here. You know, he's been looking for you. She's like, holy crap, he's better? Like, that's that's awesome, you know? And Oh no, that's not her dad. That is her previous pimp. And he's been looking for her because she stole, um, well, took back uh, her parents' money that he was keeping. So they had a debt. And so she snatched all that money and scooted out. And so the boyfriend, he gets mad because he thought he was helping the girl get back, you know, with the helping dad. Helping the dad, yeah. And yeah. So, Oh no, fake dad becomes real violent and starts swinging on the boyfriend and boyfriend's just a little wiener. So he gets beat up um, and he picks up a knife. The boyfriend picks up a knife and tries to stab the dad and the dad slices his throat with said knife. And so, yeah, that was rough. At this point, he takes the girlfriend to a bed and fake dad is like, well, I'm going to rape you now because I'm a bad person. Unfortunately, the girlfriend dies. She got a scratch on her foot. And so apparently that is the slowest time of infection that you can get a scratch. And so she dies and he's like, oh no, you're dead. Oh no, you're dead. And she wakes back up as a zombie and kills him. And yeah. The camera zooms out and then we just see soul on fire. Yeah. And the beginnings of Train to Busan. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. And I love that it was a day before our adventures with the shitty dad and his daughter on the train and good dad, good dad and pregnant mom. <laughs> uh, but no, this this one's this one's a wild one. So, Katie, who is your favorite character in Soul Station? Um, <clears throat> that would be Sir, uh, who is what uh, Hisuna calls her calls him the whole time. But it's the old man that is helping her from Soul Station to the point where he gets shot by the military, mm -hmm. basically. Oh, yep. Jesus, that was gut-wrenching. Yeah, the the cool homeless dude who, like, they stuck together the whole movie. And, you know, he had his little speech about how he served his country and he deserves to get out of here. And then he climbs up to leave the little, like, police paddock area 
and he gets shot by a sniper because fuck the military at this point yeah (laughs) in this movie um but he was my favorite character because he really helped her get to the point like he they almost escaped and it was all because of him he knew exactly what to do where to go he realized at each point when shit was getting worse and worse and worse what like how to keep going how to keep moving out of this how to get away from this moment and yeah he had no hesitation in picking up a gun and shooting his homeless his other homeless friend and like he's just like no like we got to get the fuck out of here that dude was my favorite emma (laughs) i also wrote down old man he just he was very aware of the situation as it was happening and he was like there was no prior shit about him that anybody knew so you didn't come into his character clouded or anything you just came into his character as like this guy is watching some shit unfold watching some shit happen and all he wants to do is get himself out of there and then he has enough heart to protect her and then takes her through it too and i thought that was really really nice but he he just he played it like you should in an apocalyptic situation in my opinion you don't go to the hospital when somebody says there's a bunch of bites and scratches at the hospital he's like fuck you bye and he's telling her no we got to go this way because there's less less people this way this it's safer going this way it's easier going this way and yeah he just I don't know. He had a better understanding of the city at that point after being homeless. So that was awesome. Micah. Uh, My favorite character was the random good guy in the middle of the uh, containment of regular people. The guy with the, the crow the uh, uh, pipe that was fighting off the zombies on the makeshift wall. Yeah. Who was like the last person defending the wall and then realized oh shit i gotta get out and figured out a way to help himself out and that guy was expended every last bit of energy that he possibly could i mean he got them up over the wall was the last to defend the wall climbed his ass all the way across that telephone wire to get himself to safety and then when um what's her name shiun hi soon uh, when Hai Soon saw him and, and went with him, because she was, she's a survivor, man. She she did everything she could in every situation possible that she could control. And uh, she started to follow him. And when he noticed, he had that struggle of, well, am I a survivor or am I a guardian? Am I going to go back and, and, and help her? And Sure enough, he he went back and and did everything he could to help her get across and unfortunately ended up paying the price for for doing that. But he, you know, overcame his will or his instinct to survive to help somebody else get through. So he was just a good guy all the all the way around up until the end. You know, he spent every last bit of energy and then, you know, got snagged. That was that was another bad that was death. Rough. That was another rough one. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I wrote down homeless guy that saves girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and Micah said the other one that was in my head, just the people that actually act like people in these types of movies instantly get my vote as some of the best. Hell, in Train to Busan, sure, he said cool stuff, but the fucking dad-to-be out there punching the zombies and holding them back when he got bit, he's the coolest character in that movie. It's just the people that are like, this is getting kind of wild, but I want to make sure you guys get out first. He had no reason to save that wiener of the dad. He had no reason. Well, I guess because he had a daughter, and he's like, well, you got a kid. I'm trying to stay alive for mine. You know, please be a good dad to her. You know, but it's those types of characters that I always like, damn, man, there's still good people out there. Um, they're great. They're the best. So, Katie, who's your least favorite character? So, I wrote my least favorite character five minutes into this movie before there was, like, any type of mention yeah. of another potential least favorite character. Um, and I went with Ki-Woon, the yep. boyfriend. Yep. Oh, God. Um, yep. Five minutes in, I was already done with his bullshit because <laughs> garbage. Because he fucking took unsolicited pictures of his girlfriend while she was sleeping and posted them online. Uh, yep. Yeah. Here in the states, that's called revenge porn and is in super illegal. <laughs> but I guess it, at this point in this fictional version of South Korea, that is perfectly okay um yeah but then the the argument that ensued after she found out about the pictures uh basically he just like called her a slut and a whore and was like well you did it once so why won't you do it again to save my ass so i don't have to go to fucking work and get a job i was just like bruh no you are the fucking worst of the worst people uh that was proven wrong later in the movie but from five minutes in i hated the boyfriend and the hate just kind of continued to grow throughout the movie until later so yeah emma i also hated ki wong um i (laughs) i was like by the time he started acting quote unquote decent yeah I was like, too little, too late, you fucking turd. Yeah. Now you're just upset because everybody's dying and you don't want to die. And you're just out here being like, save my ass, daddy. And I'm like, no, I can't. I, I, the only thing he did that was like, okay. in the good guy sense was picking up the knife, trying to save the girlfriend. But I was like, what an asshole for posting pictures of your girlfriend and then trying to say it's her fault because she was a whore at one point. And it's like, no, 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 no. Past life things you don't get to throw at people and yeah. you don't get to use that to justify your decision to violate her personal everything. No, thank you. So, yeah, I wrote that guy off real early in the movie. Micah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's obviously number one, enemy number one. I mean, five minutes into the movie, I looked at Emma and went, wow, he's so shitty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my (laughs) second choice is definitely the pimp. Yeah. Here we go. That guy was fucking just 
I'm going to choose my mood based on whatever fucking situation I want. Oh, I love you. Oh, but I, you fucking owe me money, bitch. Like, you know, when, when she dies on the bed and he's like trying to fill her up and everything, be like, okay, well, here we go. I'm going to get some right now. And he's like, oh, shit, she's dead. And he's like, like what no, the fuck? Man, no, 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 don't, me. don't leave you. me. Don't leave me. I love you. And then like right before she turned, he's like, you owe me money still. And it was like, oh my God, the roller coaster of emotions of this man right now. Yeah. Like seek some help, man. Like, good God. And, you know, he gets what he deserves at the end. Thank God. But uh, just the absolute manipulation of that guy that that character was on another level just and the kind of manipulation that literally will he's so good at convincing everyone around him to get what he wants you know even the the boyfriend going like well yeah i'm the dad yeah yeah i'm, I'm so concerned about it like oh my god oh my god you know let's both look at the the city as it's falling apart and be freaking out and everything and then as soon as he's an inch away from getting exactly what he wants, he flips and becomes an absolute monster. You know, slicing the guy's throat when all they're trying to do is survive and, and get to her. It's like, you know, okay, I'm done with you. Goodbye, throat. You know, just, oh, so dark. Once that scene happened, I was like, oh, my God, this is PG-13. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but that that guy's character was just that is the ultimate evil. Like that, there's no other way to describe him other than that is just pure evil. Pretends it was to be it was crazy just to get yeah. to her. It was just crazy to see, Ugh. even if it was just animated and and a character. <clears throat> like you, you have to understand that there are pro there are people like that in the world, and it's <laughs> it's disgusting and and scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wrote everyone else. <laughs> uh, there there were some good ones sprinkled in there but just about everyone else that the girlfriend dealt with were crap in in different yeah. ways either they were ignorant to the situation which makes them crap when you don't want to die or they they were trying to get her and kill her or get money from her or beat her there were a lot of poop people except the ones that helped mm. her and they die so they weren't around long enough to help her again so uh yeah she she ran the gamut of people in this movie. Yeah, everybody else was poop. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. Uh, so let's do seven word synopsis. Uh, my I have two of them. Uh, High son was doing work in those shoes. I really thought she was gonna stay in those shoes the whole movie. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, man, she's running hard in those. I like that. They right, I thought focusing. she was gonna pull a Jessica Chastain. I like that they kept yeah. focusing on her shoes uh throughout like i mean it's an animated movie like you didn't have to keep focusing on the fact that she was wearing heels but they kept I thought it was gonna cause her doom bringing the animation back to it yeah yeah showing her like almost trip and then yeah i really yeah. thought the shoes at the end or something was gonna make her get bit and i was like damn no shoes you yeah. took them off and then my other one is these zombies are the most scary type uh like i said the infection fast zombies they're fast infections really really quick uh, they, I guess they still have their faculties about them because they're like, hey, you're different. No, 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 no. And that's it. And then you're a zombie. And then they're like, hey, we don't like that person over there. And they run full speed at you. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a mess. So, uh, Katie. Uh, okay, I have a bunch. Um, all right. Zombies are everywhere. Bitch, give me my money. 
<laughs> Bitch better have my money. Uh, plot twist hit harder than pimp slap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> How relevant. I know. Um, hospitals helping homeless could have saved entire country. Yep. If that fucking place had just helped the one homeless guy instead of writing him off as just some bullshit, this yeah. whole country could have been saved. But nope, they fucked up. And then my last one, animation was what if with horrible proportions. Yup. So it was the same animation oh. style as Marvel's what if. Just yep. everyone's bodies were misproportioned. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed it while you were watching it, but the second that movie started, all I noticed was that everyone's like arms were fucking ginormously long. Oh, yeah. And it made no sense. Like, yep. the distance from their shoulder to their elbow was the length of a normal person's arm. And it kept changing as they would move. Like, it was really inconsistent. <laughs> yep. Yes, Micah, we know you have really long arms. (laughs) But it was just really inconsistent with the... Oh, yeah, inconsistent is a really good word, yeah. The animation, yeah. I I was not a fan of this animation style, but it was a good movie. Anyways. Uh, Micah. Some of the most underrated zombie storytelling. Yeah. Ultimate spiral of shit just getting worse. I think I might come up with one more. I'm I'm working on it. I'm stew I'm stewing over here. Emma. Yeah. Quick filler. <laughs> just kidding. You're the content we all came here for. Um. Okay. So I have people suck. Even zombies don't change that. True. And runs whole time only to be caught. How is this movie only rated PG-13? <laughs> and dear director, please make more in-universe. Mm. Yeah, please. And then my alliterative, Soul Station shows stunningly swift sicknesses surge. Heck yeah. You got one, Micah? Yeah, I got halfway through it, so can't think of more. What a homeless. <laughs> He's not a smart sound. So this film came out August 18th, 2016. Bella, why are you on every bag in here? Good Lord. Uh, August 18th, 2016. What do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie. Uh, I said 500 what do we call them? Dollary Dinks. Dollary Dinks. There we go. <laughs> uh, Emma. I said one dollary do. One dollary do. Micah. I'll go with two. Two dollary do's, Bob. I mean, Otis. <laughs> Otis. Otis. Oh, <laughs> the budget was $575 dollary dinks. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Fucking Katie's from here. For an animated film, that's that's pretty damn cheap. Well, see, yeah. here's the thing. I have a lot more knowledge, I think, on this subject than Emma and Micah do because we haven't 
really done as much anime with them as we have done. Yeah. yeah. Anime budgets, they nobody pays anime animators enough fucking money. Okay. <laughs> yep. Or animators in general. I mean, they yeah. even Disney outsources most of their animation now. So Yeah, yes, but all of but anime or Disney budgets, like animated movies in the US, their budgets reflect what a normal movie would be. Like they're rel- yeah. it's pretty much the same. In like Asian countries, like I'm gonna say Korea and Japan specifically, mm-hmm. they don't pay shit for animation. Yeah. Like <laughs> every time we do an anime an anime film, the you expect like the production level is just insane. Everything is gorgeous and the music is stunning, and you're like, oh yeah, this movie easily costs like ten million dollars to make. Nope, it was like seven hundred thousand dollars because yeah. they jip everybody out of money. <laughs> yeah, which is why I had said earlier, like I didn't mind the animation because the storytelling around it and the acting was just so I don't know, top tier. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. That it just like I was watching the animation. I was like, eh, whatever. It it didn't bother me at all. Like like Katie said, it was very inconsistent, which is fine. I mean, look at their budget. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. So I, I'm giving credit where credit is due. The whole package altogether, really, you know, it had its strengths, obviously, and it had its weaknesses. But all all together, it was a great package. Yeah, it was really good. So, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? Uh, two dollar dues. Emma, eight dollar dues. Micah, did did this actually make it into theaters? Um, it was 2016, so yes. Yeah, it hopped okay. in and then it popped up at uh, film festivals and stuff. I'll say seven hundred and fifty dollar ratings. Seven fifty. So the box office was two point one dollar dues. Damn, made some fucking money. Yeah, it made some money. And and honestly, going off of the awesomeness, like the people that saw Train to Busan like live, and they were like, oh shit, you made an animated movie too? Hell yeah. And so, you know, they got tons of people like that. That came out like a month, maybe two months later. Shit, give me some more. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) you know, if we saw Train to Busan, like, hey, look at this one too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll pay for that too. So that's how they got a lot of people. So uh, this for, movie made money off the hype of Train to Busan. Oh, for sure. absolutely. Yeah, um, it's funny. I I would I would say it, that's good numbers, but there are animated films coming out now. There's a there's one uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it's a new anime. It beat I believe it beat the record for Demon Slayer, and Demon Slayer made almost Avengers money off of an animated wow. film. So. Uh, there's animated movies coming out now that are like almost as good as Disney movies. <laughs> so, that's what's Disney, up. Disney movies haven't been doing well in the theaters. Yeah, but well, well, Avengers kind of well, not yeah, hitting yeah. billions, but they're oh hitting yeah, you're talking hundreds of millions. You're talking like, okay. Sorry, when I think Disney movies, I think like Disney animated. Oh, movies, I should said Disney Marvel, not like Marvel or Star Wars. I my brain still automatically goes to like oh, oh yeah. you're talking like Robin Hood and shit like that, right? Uh, but no, it, okay. everyone liked it. So, like I said, please make more Train to Busan related. Yes. Things. It's, yes, please. It's fucking good. Well, <laughs> and, and the cool thing is, is, 
I mean, they they yep. are still they are still pumping out stuff from Korea. Like they just got that new one that I've been telling you guys about on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I've almost oh, yeah, and I've almost finished all of it. But it's it's really good, and I just love that that and uh, Zombie for Sale all make references to Train to Busan. It's it it's so meta, and I'm I'm here for it. I love it. So this director, he has a new TV show. Uh, it's, it's it should be out now. It's a Netflix release, but I don't know if it's our Netflix or other country Netflix it's called Hellbound. And yeah. apparently supernatural beings are popping out and condemning people to hell. And so oh, people, shit. they're probably trying to figure out a way to not get snatched up and taken to hell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, it looks like Shreena Busan. It's probably the, the characters are probably awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm about to check that out. Hopefully it's called Hellbound. Hopefully it's on our Netflix. It show. is. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 2018, he made a Korean superhero film called Psychokinesis. So uh, I don't know what that's about, but I like this director. So Ooh, fuck it's your it. favorite six episode series. Hey, it gets wild and stays wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I I wish nothing but the best for this director. And I don't want him to be feel like he's typecast and just making zombie films. But mm-hmm. They're good, but they're man. so good. Keep making them, please. They're, they're really good, but I, I feel that as a director, you're like, cool. I made that really cool idea. I did this animated version. I did the action one. I'm good. They're like, here's a big bag of money. Make another one. And he's like, uh, I guess. You know, I want him to be happy and creative when he's working on these. So, um, but no. Uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Soul Station? No, Watch but it. Psychokinesis is also on Netflix. Hey, <laughs> Watch nice. That added to the list already (laughs) it was really good uh the plot twist is insane so if you made it all the way through this you already heard the plot twist so how dare you but you should definitely go watch this film if you haven't already it's really good especially Mm -hmm. if you liked train to busan holy crap it's so good yeah it's a good addition to the to the meta the the lore of train to busan it's damn good yeah absolutely Okay, so if you have any other... Oh, that's the end of the show. I always gotta put that. It's easy for me to edit when I hear that. Uh, that's <laughs> the end of the show. So if you have any other cool zombie fun facts, you can tweet us at... Allentownpod. We have an email, it is. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentownpresents. So, um, the Studio Beats us. Thank you so much for the artwork, the music you're listening to right now. That is Flip and Combined Effort. Flip in the CE, anywhere you can find them. Uh, so that is the last zombie film of the month and we are going to do I believe I think we decided on sci-fi mm. I think that's what we're going to do it might change might sure. not. hey don't worry we're going to do one so be happy um, but no <laughs> th- this was fun I really liked it so um, like always thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with something some type of scary movie hey bye guys Toots! Now that's spooky. You still owe me money, bitch! <laughs>